Hello friends, this is the Daily Edify with Jeff Lane, a place to get spiritually grounded and into alignment with the flow of love each weekday morning. In each episode, we'll focus on a spiritual practice, a poem, a book, a sacred text, something that can empower us to be more fully alive to the gift that is the day before us. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is titled, When Children Became People. We'll get to that in a few moments. I, I want to start with a particular scene in the Gospel of Mark, uh, right in the middle of the story. The narrative Mark spins about Jesus' life and ministry and death and, and resurrection. Uh, it's in a, a part of the Gospel where he's, he's moving from the more rural Galilee, uh, where he grew up, the sticks and Nazareth. Uh, he's making his way increasingly to, to the more urban um, Judea, where Jerusalem, Bethlehem, other cities and towns are located. And he's, you know, has his 12 inner core disciples who are following him. And for the first time, he predicts his suffering and death, that he's not just en route to Jerusalem to overthrow uh, the evil Romans, but rather he's en route to Jerusalem to, to suffer and die, to show the face of God uh, as suffering love, uh, as suffering love that ultimately overcomes death and hate and fear and all these things that would divide and harm God's good creation. But this comes as a bit of a surprise, and we have to wonder if the disciples uh, really heard it, or, or maybe were engaging in a form of, of avoidance or denial. Um, because then, a moment later, uh, the disciples are sort of on their way, walking to another town where Jesus is going to teach and heal, as, as he did. Um, and Jesus asks them, once they get to, I think it's Capernaum, the little town where they were headed, and he says, um, what were you arguing about, or what were you talking about on the way? And the disciples have to fess up. Well, we were actually we were arguing about which one of us was the greatest. You know, who's who's the number one disciple? Um, you know, very very human uh, dispute uh, that comes up again and again. Um, probably with a sigh. You know, Jesus hears this and and responds, uh, but sees it as a teaching moment, uh, and. In, in fact, uses it as a moment to, you know, they, they, they were arguing about who was the greatest. He decided, well, let me, let's talk about that word, uh, greatness. Um, because the kingdom of Rome says greatness is one thing. In the kingdom of God, uh, greatness is something very different. Uh, it's marked by being a servant, uh, by a, a paradoxical downward mobility. Uh, if you want to be first in the kingdom of God, uh, seek to be last. It's about serving others, not not dominating them or extracting as much uh, labor or productivity as you can. It's it's not about power over, uh, you know, to sort of coerce, but rather power under, power that uh, that expands and supports and empowers uh, someone to be the person they're called to be. It's, it's about love and solidarity, not, not fear and, and shame-based tactics. It's about humility and compassion, not judgment and threats. To illustrate his point, uh, Jesus calls a child who's, who's sitting right there in the house with him and takes her in his arms and says, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. 
Jesus had a knack for intentionally welcoming children into his life and ministry. You might recall there's another incident in the Gospels uh, when little children are trying to get to Jesus, uh, but the disciples are dutifully shooing them away, acting as his bodyguards, if you will. Uh, you know, what are you kids doing here? Jesus has more important things to do than talk with you. Um, but Jesus is having none of it. He, he tells his disciples to let the little children come to him. He takes them in his arms and says that if, if we adults don't receive the kingdom of God like little children, we will never enter it. On this point, uh, yet again, Jesus was countercultural in his day. In the, in the ancient world, children were routinely left to die of exposure, particularly if they were the wrong gender. You can guess which gender was the wrong one. Children were sometimes sold into slavery. And, of course, the child mortality rate was much higher in the first century than it is today. Now, children were regarded as important for the security of the community and of their parents in the future, but as children, they were viewed as vulnerable, physical, physically and mentally weak, and as kind of like adults in training, pre-adults, uh, only helpful as they got older and, and stronger and, and more productive. But in the life and teachings of Jesus, children were welcomed as they are. Uh, children were valued as fellow image bearers of God, as, as temples of the Holy Spirit, as, as capable of love and belonging and, and connection like the rest of us. Baptized alongside any adult, participants in liturgy and the Lord's Supper, not second-class citizens or adults in training, merely seen uh, but not heard. A Norwegian scholar named O.M. Baki, I hope I'm saying that right, B-A-K-K-E, wrote a study about this some 15 years ago, uh, simply titled, When Children Became People, The Birth of Childhood in Early Christianity. And he makes the case in this book that the teachings of Jesus led to the forbidding of what were commonplace practices at the time, like child exposure and that the teachings of Jesus also initiated the creation of, of orphanages and uh, the capacity for people to be godparents, to add the sort of additional layer of, of support and prayer and protection. Um, this Norwegian scholar makes the case that Jesus' life and ministry spawned uh, this, this new view toward children, that they, children are in fact people, whole, full people, uh, not just you know, eventually going to be people when they hit a certain age or have a certain uh, noetic, you know, capacity. Um, so I'm, I was really inspired by that particular study. And I, I'm thinking about this scene in, in that, in that house in Capernaum where Jesus, you know, he wasn't just using a child as a prop to make a point. He was, he was teaching the disciples and all of us about, about true greatness. And, and in that moment, a child was the perfect way to do it. We don't know if it was a squirmy toddler uh, or an eager, you know, eight, nine-year-old, but Jesus looks into the eyes of this child and sees someone with unsurpassable worth, someone to be welcomed and valued for who they are, not what they do in that very moment, no matter what their age, no matter what their, you know, economic capacity, uh, they are valued for who they are right here, right now. For greatness, after all, for Jesus and the kingdom of God is not about being served, but about serving others, about welcoming in Christ's name everyone, especially those deemed to be expendable.
So here's my invitation to you this week, friends. Examine a couple of things. Examine how you view children. Maybe you have children of your own. Uh, maybe you don't. Maybe we all were a child once, right? Um, there's been a lot of effort lately to talk about our inner child. Uh, we'll do a podcast on that down the road. Um, but but we're, we were all children once, and children are, are viewed very differently today. We, we could have an interesting conversation about uh, ways that children can be almost a form of idolatry uh, as we sort of invest all of our energy and hopes and dreams into them, uh, which they can't hold either at age eight, nine, or ten. Um, so, so, so examine how, how you view children and then just see what an amazing example Jesus provides in, in viewing children as whole people uh, who, who, who could teach us about the kingdom of God uh, and, and who are beautiful image bearers of God's goodness in the world. And then a second thing, examine your own definition of greatness, right? It's, um, you know, so easy to, to let the prevailing cultural winds sort of determine uh, what goodness is, what greatness is, what, what enough is, um, what okay is. Um, you know, and on and on and on. Um, but Jesus would invite us uh, to make our definition of greatness based on service, based on uh, not power over, but power under, uh, based on um, the love that we hold uh, and the goodness that is planted most deeply in our souls and, and not not something else, not just our economic output, not just what capitalism would say we are we are worth. So that's my invitation today, friends, to think about children, to think about greatness, and to think about how we can enter the kingdom of God in this time and in this place. Peace to you, friends. If today's podcast has blessed you, provided a tinge of clarity or some nourishment for your spiritual journey, please share it with a friend so that we can create a more inclusive community. Or do you have any feedback for me, any show ideas, something that was particularly helpful or something that could have been better? Please send me an email at thedailyedified at gmail.com. That's in the show notes as well. I'd love to hear from you. Also, please consider rating and reviewing The Daily Edify wherever you get your podcasts. Friends, you are loved and never alone.